I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This week on Feel Good Friday, flatlining patients see the light. Extreme tips on Gen Z haircuts. Trikafta wins a prize. Thai food to die for. And a toxic shock. Whoa. I nailed that one. That was great. Actually, that that came together well. Um... Toxic shock, toxic shock syndrome. Not quite toxic shock syndrome, but definitely a toxic shock of sorts. Um, but we'll, we'll get I, to it. I, I it's for shared, what the hell. Uh, I haven't shared that on the show. Have I ever shared? I won't say, talk about it now. But did I ever share that on the show? My toxic shock. I don't think. Uh, I don't think you did. I mean, I don't know. I've heard that story like a thousand times. Yeah, me so too. Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. Who knows? Okay. But we'll get to it some other point, maybe. Um, but let's uh, let's like not today. Let's so yeah, <laughs> definitely not today. Uh, let us talk about something that I find um, actually uh, like everything on here is fascinating uh, this week. Um, but I fucking love this article. Um, y'all remember the high priest? Yeah, David McGinley. David McGinley. We had Dave McGinley on the show. Um, who is a uh, he's a uh, interfaith. Um, what do you call that? Um, chaplain. chaplain. Chaplain, thank you. I was going to say pastor, but that's not it. Chaplain. Interview not chaplain. of the Charlie sorts. No, no. Um, and he, uh, he sits at people's bedside while they're dying, and he had his own near-death experience. He did. And he came on the show to talk about it. So uh, the title of this article, Flatlining Patients Show Signs of Consciousness and Recall Death Experiences. There's some crazy stats in here, Okay. Um, up to an hour after apparently dying, some cardiac arrest patients display an explosion of neural signaling that mirrors consciousness, or sorry, conscious brain activity. Describe. Did you say, did you say after dying? Just you wait. Yeah, dude. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, know dude. if I like. I don't know if I like this. I, I mean, I th- I think I do like this. Okay, keep going. Yeah. Describing this unexpected phenomenon uh, in a new study, researchers reveal that many of those who are resuscitated also retain striking memories of their deaths. So, which I mean, that's kind of in line with what we learned with Dr. McGinley. The study uh, authors followed 567 patients who flatlined at 25 different hospitals in the U.S. So heart stop, like heart death, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The U.S. and the U.K., sorry. And while doctors got to work administering uh, CPR, the researchers attempted to take EEG readings from the newly departed participants. So it's like they flatlined, they get the crash card in, they start doing CPR, and then like some nerd is like, wait, hold on, wait, hold on, on, we got, I got, let me get these electrodes on their head. Um, and so they started taking the readings and ultimately they obtained, they, obt- they obtained readable data from 53 individuals on the threshold of death. Okay. Unexpectedly, almost 40% of these patients displayed brain activity in the Delta 
theta, alpha, and beta ranges, indicating possible conscious activity. In most cases, the brainwaves begin to appear more than half hour after the patient's heart stops. So that guy, that nerd didn't even have to like work that quickly. I mean, it seems like he had almost a full hour to fucking, you know. (laughs) You know what this is? You know, you can draw a comparison to. A computer. Nope. A star. Dying star. Mm. So before it becomes a black hole, there's a collapsing. Okay. There's a, the star collapses. All the gravity pulls it, pulls it <laughs> in. And then there's a moment in time where it's not there. And then there's, then there's an explosion. A supernova. An outward explosion. Well, even if it doesn't, even if it becomes a black hole, um, or a supernova, whatever. I guess it doesn't matter which. Then there's the explosion, and then it's and then it's done. I mean, in the event of that's, yeah. a, that's exactly how I describe my uh, bowel movements. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Except a star is there's a contraction in Jer's stomach. Everything seems like it's coming to a very fast ending. Then there's an explosion, and then he then yeah. he sprays his ass with his bidet, and he's done. The thing is that a star <laughs> isn't conscious, though. Well, there's well, actually there, obviously there's actually uh, <laughs> there's actually some scientists out there right now that are working on some like theoretical frameworks of that stars actually do have consciousness. We are all stardust. Yeah, I mean, plus what I'm talking about is the fact that there is a moment where it's gone, and then there's then there's like one last like one last uh, one yeah. last display. One last, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just one last. It's oh, yeah. I. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, how long are we gonna listen to this? Uh, I, uh, um, it's, it's more like a computer, though, in the sense that, like, if you like unplug a computer to reboot it, you're supposed to wait a certain amount of time before you plug it back in because there could be like power surge. Well, no, because like it, if you're trying the to like hard the, the reboot, computer could be having dreams in 30, in 30 minutes. Well, like there's still some electricity flowing in through the circuits that like if you're trying to hard reset, you need mm. to let it all dissipate and the energy subside before you. I think it's more. It I think it's most like your shit. Yeah, I think actually you're right. Never so mind. Sorry. I actually we I have I have video. They So the researchers took video of one of the patients after the like during the whole thing of like and so so they had the cardiac they you know their their heart stopped they they died they came back to life and then the reaction of when they came back i already know he's coming down Oh my god, I almost died! No. I almost died! That was so scary! <laughs> Thank you. It's okay, it's alright, it's alright. Dude, yeah, I haven't shit. seen crazy. Workaholics in way too long. That show is a rock. <laughs> what the fuck, guys? <laughs> uh, near normal slash physiological EEG activity, data, delta, uh, alpha, beta rhythms, consistent with consciousness and a possible <laughs> resumption of a, neur- a network level of cognitive and neuron uh, ne- neuronal activity emerged up to 30 to 60 minutes into CPR. So let me just, let me say that again. Near normal physiological EEG activity. So someone who is normal, uh, uh, delta, theta, alpha, beta, all the horrible versions of a man. Come on, get down. Um, They were all consistent with consciousness and a possible resumption of network level of cognitive and neuronal activity 35 to 60 minutes into CPR. Like, what do you like? What do you think? Because again, when we when we spoke to Dave McGinley, his his experience 
you know, it seems like this is what he went through. His experience was that of like something very, um, very beautiful, very, very like touching. There was like a, I remember there was like a big tree and he was, he kind of like went to the tree and, and, you know, God was there and, and, you know, God like that basically said gladiator. like, it's, it's not your time or whatever, you know? That's right. Open my eyes and man, I swear. Oh God. Dude, you know what's funny is that you could have you could have randomly picked out any pop country song out of a hat <laughs> and found and found a lyric. I did. I just went, I just went to YouTube and just put country song and then hit the first thing to play. Um, after receiving the so-called ki- uh, kiss of life from medical staff, fifty-three participants eventually walked out of the hospital alive. Although only twenty-eight were ultimately well enough to be interviewed about their death experience. <laughs> I'm just picturing, I was just picturing somebody like, oh, oh, I would die. And then one of these like nerds just, just going with a mic, sir, 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 sir. What, what was that like? What did you see? Who did, who yeah. did you see? Yeah. What did they say? Yeah. yeah. And then, and then someone from the UFC comes in and goes, you know what we found actually <laughs> that it's bad practice to yeah. interview somebody who's just been unconscious. Uh, in keeping with the EEG results, around 40% of those who gave testimonies claimed to remember details of their ordeal suggesting uh, suggesting that they were indeed conscious while technically dead. For instance, some of those who returned from the brink recollected uh, medical events with one patient saying, I remember when I came back and they were putting those two electrodes to my chest and I remember the shock. Additionally, 24, 21.4% had what the authors call a transcendent recalled experience of death. Quote, this reflects a heightened, this reflects a heightened sense of consciousness with paradoxical lucidity, a meaningful, purposeful review and moral reevaluation of thoughts, intentions, and actions towards others, perceptions of death and a different ineffable reality. So basically your life flashing before your eyes, you looking back at all the all the wrongs and the rights that you made over the span of your lifetime. Wow. I mean, are we like, are we pretty, is it pretty, I know that I've heard this before, but I don't know if it's like how conclusive it is that you get um, like DMT, a surge of, like DMT of DMT when you're, when you are on the brink or you yeah. know, entering death. I thought, I thought that I, I know that I've heard that. I just don't know if that's like a theory or because if it yeah. is, because if it is conclusive, because we it's heard like, it, well, on, that makes a whole that Joe makes, Rogan. Yeah, you heard it on Joe Rogan, Rogan for thing, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I've heard that. I've heard yeah. that in. Uh, well, I guess it would have been in the Spirit Molecule, which the is documentary, um, which is about DMT. Yeah, it's like yeah. A, it's like a collection of scientists, and again, it's talking like talking about yeah. DMT, the mo- like. But when the, you but when you put it that way, it's like it, it does make you go. All right, but like, is that? Is that just like, is that just like, like yeah. Timothy or, or what's his name? Uh, McKenna, uh, Terrence, Terrence McKenna. McKenna type stuff where you're like, it sounds great. Well, yeah. But is, just, is it like, I just is can't it, remember off the top of my head. I can't right either. Now. I mean, it's, it's, it's it is cert- endogenous. It's certainly a theory. Yeah. Yeah. You make it. Yeah. And then, and then you, and then I think yeah. the, the, at least a theory is that. You get a you blast get a, at birth. You get a super and, huge surge of it when you're on the brink of death or when you're so dying. Jeffrey, no, they, they they also say so. So at birth you get a blast, and at death you get a blast, which is like also it sounds really great. So but, so you know what what about this makes uh makes you excited? What do you like about it? Because I was saying that like I'm yeah. I like I don't know this kind of scares me. What do you? Yeah, I do don't you, really want to get into it. <laughs> 
Um, here, let me just say this though. Although doctors have long thought, and this is actually kind of wild. Doctors have long thought that the brain suffers permanent damage about 10 minutes into your heart stopping. And now, and now we're getting stats saying that 30 to 30 minutes to an hour after, not only are you not suffering permanent damage, but your brain is literally firing like a normal person's brain would fire if they were not dead. But only, but such a small portion of those people were can, can speak to it. But those people are speaking to it. Like they're coming yeah. out and they're going, yeah, yeah, fuck, that was fucked. You know? Right. Um, so wait, uh, I'm curious why you don't want to get into it. Like, uh, well, you know, can, <laughs> can you give me like the, can you give me like the sneak peek? Like we don't have to go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, but, we, but, let's not go down the rabbit hole. But there, there, you know, there's, there's a lot of like, there's, I've been, um, I've been really, I've been having a lot of fun with like the, the theories surrounding the UAP phenomenon, the, the, like the, the, the NHI, oh, the non-human intelligence type thing. <laughs> and there's some like, there's some really wacky, but like super fun theories about, about, you know, connections between like the afterlife and whatever these interdimensional time travelers are, whatever they're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it has to do with like, do you want to, I'll, yeah, I'll give you, so one of the theories <laughs> is that they are, that we, we are a commodity and, and the commodity that they are here to collect are our souls. Our souls are worth something and they are here to collect it. And, and the reason why, uh, well, okay, so I'll leave it at that. Do they have a soul vacuum or like, yeah, how are they basically, yeah, they yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, and, but, but also it's like when I, when I did, when I did five MEO DMT and, and, and this is like, you know, this isn't some sort of like mumbo jumbo theoretical thing. This is something that I went through and I, and now I actually like have a belief in it. It changed my, when I did five MEO DMT prior to doing that, I was like a staunch atheist. After doing that, all of those thoughts, all of those beliefs washed away and I became very agnostic and also like somewhat leaning into well there's, there's Westboro the, Baptist I, Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um uh I, I mean, listen, like I I would say to you that to your theory of like believing in you know, aliens collecting your souls or whatever your whatever God you pray to. <laughs> like, I mean, all of them are the same to me. Like, people can believe whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, holding, I mean, holding signs you know, I mean, outside yeah. I'm, soldiers' funerals. I'm agnostic. Like, I don't fucking yeah. know what happened. <laughs> hey, <man>. so, <laughs> so if you want to believe what what you believe, but then I'm not going to tell you that. No, yeah, that's not. Yeah, no, tra- not yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But but when I did the when I did the DMT, it it um I I cross my my experience of doing that was. Consciously, I crossed over into a different plane of existence, even though my body was still just here, fucking on Earth. But in my in my mind, you're with the grace. There was, there was no there, like everything I knew, everything I was, everything I've ever known to be, ceased to exist. It was over. It was mm-hmm. done. There was I died. I, there was nothing else. I experienced what I feel like some of these people probably experienced, which was like having that that feeling of what it must be like to die. I don't know what actually happened, but there's a, you know, there's a bunch of fucking crackpot theories out there that like let that psychedelics are like a gateway or portal to another dimension or another, another plane of existence. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is like a really cool thing to think about. Not that we'll ever be able to prove that, that if that is the case, but 
when I read this about, when I read about this and hear about these experiences, it makes me think about that time that I had that experience. And it makes me go, fuck dude, you know what? Prior to what I believed before, maybe when you die, it isn't just fucking nothing. And there's something else, which is like a really like, that's such a beautiful, profound, almost I mean, it almost like it, it almost it, it almost reinvigorates the excitement that I have for the experience of death or um, it serves or it serves as a or it serves as a a buffer of comfort in the last moments of your life. Sure. Yeah. To make you to to, yeah. to because uh, because you are because it's very it's scary to die. Yeah. And if you have a buffer between dying and fully being dead, that is that is a a moment of intense sensation that you are about to participate in yeah. something new and that, that and that, and that experience be, that maybe that's the maybe that's the evolutionary reason for that and that experience that i had was one of like what was one of like infinite expansive love so it was, it was a very beautiful experience so it's like oh what's so that happens heaven. like yeah exactly so th- and and that that's also i just want to say that's also the that's the same sentiment that that the high priest had David McGinley, which, which was said? that like, yeah, which is what you said, which is like, he now, he now, he now feels very, very sure of himself in the thought that I know that when I die, I'm going to this, this other thing At and, least it's, and it's going to be beautiful. A moment. It is, it is. Right. Striking. Well, well, I mean, I mean, and, you know, and of course he's a fucking chaplain and he has, sure. he has a faith. So it's like, he's built whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever around that, but whatever that, that is to him. On it is. Right. It but is. it's going to make, when he, when he comes to die, he's going to go, yeah, all right, yeah, it let's is, do this. It is striking yeah. how similar the experience of doing something like DMT is to the experience that these people yeah. had. Yeah. Well, it's because it's probably or potentially the, the same. same. Yeah. So, um, this article is from Big Think. Do either of you guys watch Big Think videos? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big Think is fantastic. If you're not watching Big Think on YouTube or you're not subscribed to that, I highly recommend it. So did you say Big Thick? Because I definitely watch <laughs> Big <laughs> Think. Oh, I like that genre. <laughs> Sorry. Big Thick, three C's. Um, and uh, <clears throat> essentially, they were like, um, you, I mean, we we're we're familiar with the idea around DMT that that you know if 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 we all take mushrooms independently of each other like not in the same room we're probably going to have very different experiences we'll all come back and we'll report a different type of experience yeah if we're all together we'd probably report similar experiences because we're feeding off each other but could still have very different experiences with dmt it is commonly it is you're it is very common for people to have independent of each other to have very similar experiences or to have or to have aspects of the experience that are that are sort of like repeatable and common amongst everybody that that experiences it sort of like sleep paralysis right right so sleep paralysis people will have there's the hat man there's the there's the goblin on your chest there's There's the the old hag um dmt is sort of the same thing where there's like there's there's these entities these creatures that you can like you can interact with and everybody sort of describes the same one so the way that this the way that this study came about was which was a study in in rats we don't have conclusive evidence for humans but it was that Dude, oh rats all these people balls. it was going all these people are having this extremely similar experience on DMT they report the similar thing 
that sounds a lot like when people have a near-death experience. People come back, they, uh. they, they, they start to report very similar things across all of these experiences. You're, you're getting these like key aspects that are sort of o- almost unanimous across everybody who has them. What were the rats saying they were experiencing? They're like, oh, so, dude, so, man. So, <laughs> oh, shit, dude. I, oh, I was a hamster, so, dude. <laughs> so, that was the, so that was the catalyst. That was the catalyst. They were going, well, maybe, maybe it's the same thing. So then they studied rats, and they showed that um, when rats um, ha- uh, experience cardiac arrest, they get a they get a surge ten times. They get a surge of DMT that's ten times above baseline baseline levels because you cr- are producing DMT in your body at low levels. Surge of ten times. Yeah. So it says uh, DMT. You know, it doesn't take much DMT to get DMT. If you know, it what says I mean. <laughs> uh, DMT has also been found in small amounts in human brain tissue and larger amounts in cerebrospinal fluid. Blah 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 blah. Um, they directly measured brain levels of DMT as rats suffered cardiac arrest and saw the substance spike up to 10 times above baseline levels, enough to trigger wow. psychedelic effects. If a similar increase also occurs in humans, so it's not, we don't know if it does, it might just account for near-death experiences and vivid dreaming near death, but a larger dose might be necessary in alert, healthy subjects. Wow, mm. crazy, crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just really... It's just a cool glimpse into like the, the 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 dimension of human consciousness that is so untapped, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, 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 it's exciting. Let's move on to uh, uh, let's move on to haircuts. Uh, Brian just got, got your haircut. It looks like did you? I did. Yeah. Um, and you walked into the office today and, uh, first thing Taylor said to you was, well, first thing I said was, did you get a perm? I was joking because <laughs> that's what the kids do these days. They get perms. I have had a perm. Once Remember when life. Joey Romke had a perm when we were kids? Oh yeah. Wait, were, I don't, I don't were, know were he, perms he, big when we were kids? I don't, I don't think he did that. I think his hair was just you like You think he that. just has curly hair? Yeah. Oh, maybe. I'm sure that he... I, it looked, my, the, the image in my, in my head sounds permy. We should ask him. I got a perm when, uh, when I was a kid because I wanted... It was when God, I, no, I wasn't even that. I probably wasn't then. even that young. Like, did you have was, a perm when you took that photo with eighteen callers? No, I didn't actually. But okay, I, I wish did, we could. Uh, I wish we had a photo we could flash on <laughs> oh, the screen. I, I should have just have off. that prepped for whenever that comes <laughs> up. Uh, what? But but uh, it was when the <laughs> Brian, first. You got to insert that. I'll, I'll try to find it. <laughs> you, you put it right again. here if I can find it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but the first season of the OC came out, and uh, I loved. Seth was like. Obviously, my favorite character in the Seth OC is Jewish, and uh, and I was like, man, I wish that I had, was, I wish I was like had like nerd was like nerdy and had curly hair, and uh, so I tried to get a perm. Uh, my friend Tara helped me, and it it just like fried my hair, <laughs> and it didn't, it wasn't well, curly at all. Well, so you, I'll reali- tell you, you just realized that you just wanted to be from a different ethnic background. There is, really is no, not doing. ethnic. There yeah. is, um, uh, there is. Let's say that. Uh, I'm glad you did that and that you didn't do what this rapper Dan Sir did. Are you guys familiar with Dan Sir, the Mexican rapper? I am not. No. Neither was I. Um, uh, but Dan Sir has made waves in a very attention-hungry type of way, if I, will, if I do say so myself. Um, he adopted a very extreme look. Uh, he's 23 years old. He's a Mexican man. And he's got uh, Goldilocks. Mad drip. He's got gold. He's got Goldilocks. Uh, he is the he he claims himself. He is the first rapper in human history 
to rock an assortment of gold chains as hair hanging from hooks he had surgically implanted into oh. his scalp. So here's a little video of him throwing down some bars. But if you want to see a better picture, this is it right here. So Whoa. he had hooks installed into his skull. That is sick. That is so cool. I mean, it's fucking rad. That's so but also, don't do that. Why, you know, like, dude, that's cool. I don't think. I don't know, man. Getting the hooks installed in your head. It's like, okay, you know what? Maybe you know what? I'm gonna have to pull back from from this stance right now because I feel like now. Whenever, when, whenever people were like giving Post Malone a hard time for like getting the first like face tattoo and people were like, oh, you fucking idiot. I remember looking at that going, that's kind of cool. I actually like it. Like I could see myself getting a very subtle face tattoo at some point in my life. I didn't want to be the guy to be like face tattoos, bad idea all the time. Fucking never do it. And now I'm doing that with the, <laughs> with the, fuck, <laughs> with the hair thing. But I can't, I, I would, I can't, I just can't get do behind. Do you think that? I can't get behind. We're turning into that, boomers, uh, guys. We are. This is, hair, yeah, this is it. Do you think Next that, thing you know, we're going to be, vo- we're going to be voting for the conservatives. Do you think that chain, <laughs> that gold chain hair um, has the same potential to become commonplace as face tattoos? Well, I, I mean, will, I will say this. I mean, I, I don't have another photo of this, but there is another, there is another young rapper. Which drives me nuts. But he's he he hasn't done this surgically, but he has like he basically took all of his hair that was like kind of long and braided, and he and he has installed nails into all of his like braids. So he he literally looks like this guy, but just with nails dangling over his face. So it is. Like, like, there's something like, happening here. There's, kinda, like, there's a trend. They kind of look like metaverse characters. And then Brian got a perm. So like, I like who fucking knows <laughs> yeah. where this could end up. Yeah, we don't know where you know? we're headed. I don't know. You, you know what? It would really suck to be two chains right now because like you're looking at this guy's got. You're yeah. looking at him, and he's got so many more chains. Brian literally walked into the office today, and he was like, "Today's gonna be fired, no cap, for real." <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, about. he said uh, he's, he was like, "Thanks for the glizzy." <laughs> um, some media outlets have uh, have said that Sir was inspired by rapper Lil Uzi Vert. Gang, gang, Lil Uzi Vert. Gang, gang. Um, <laughs> who went who went viral earlier this year when he hyped spending. $24 million on a natural pink diamond he had embedded into his forehead. Who did that? Uh, Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah. I was, uh, um, who's the, who's the, who's the rapper that did the, um, that had like the, he does the Uber commercials with Elton John. Um, and he had like Lil Nas X, Lil Nas X. And he had like the Satan, he had like the blood infused Nikes or some shit like that. And it was yeah. like Satan worshiping and stuff. And there was yeah, like, Satan worshiping, worshiping is really big that's in, how you become uh, in Hollywood. Yeah. That, I mean, the Illuminati is, uh, <laughs> is, is running. Did I tell you guys I got invited to the Illuminati? <laughs> I did. It's moved over to signal now. <laughs> I, had to, I had to give my signal, uh, uh, that's contact. You get, what you about your social in? insurance number? Uh, not yet. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till they ask for that one and then send a, po- a photo of my balls. Do you need some <laughs> sort of collateral? Uh, I don't know. Not, not yet. We could make something. Oh yeah. We could, uh, well let's Photoshop something. Do you guys remember, uh, do you guys remember, I hope I get to sacrifice what was someone. The, what was the name of the, sh- <laughs> the, do you guys remember the movie with, um, the Canadian actor who was in one week, he was in Dawson's Creek, uh, Joel Plaskett. No. Uh, you know what I mean? 
He was in one week. He was one of the main characters in Dawson's I don't Creek. Fucking, dude, I don't. I, you guys talk about Joshua, these shows like Josh, I watch them, like OC and and. No, but you one, remember? No, Dawson's I don't. Creek. Dude. I didn't watch Dawson's Creek. Passions. Joshua. Passions Joshua is the only something. thing I remember. I Timoth- I Timmy from like, Passions is the only thing worth remembering. Joshua I listened to. I can't uh, remember his name. He was in a movie called Skulls Skull Club or something. Do you remember that? I don't know. The skulls. I don't know. Man, you guys Who should, fucking cares? What, you, what's the point? Oh, it was man, like the you, guys should, you guys should spend time like learning like computer programming or something because you know you have so much movie pop culture knowledge that you could like you could you could learn something you could learn anything you wanted. I'm not. I don't don't, I'm that. not in doubt of my ability to learn anything. Just that you just don't want to learn. learn that. Okay. Yeah. Well, you should be in doubt about your ability to learn what's fucking entertaining on a podcast and, and sitting here for 10 minutes trying to figure out who the fuck was on one week or whatever the hell you just said <laughs> ain't it okay well you though. know that a bunch of people are out there going they're yelling his name yeah because i can't i, I can't there's probably five maybe no, five people no, 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 if no, you're no. still with us thank you and i i gotta say this uh let's give a big um let's see do i have anything set up here let's uh Let's give a big, uh, we got round of applause or anything like that. I got nothing. Let's give a big round of applause. How about you? How about you guys give a big round? Joshua Jackson. For fuck's sakes, Taylor. Thank you, Brian. Um, Tricafta won a prize. Actually, quite a big prize. Uh, The 2024 Breakthrough Prize Laureates have been announced, as well as the recipients of the New Horizons and Merriam Mirja Mirja Kani New Frontiers Prize. How much do you think it costs to win these prizes? What do you mean? Like, you know, to, like, like to submit yourself? <laughs> it's just, it's just a, they probably actually did. Sub- well, they, they they won a fucking lot. They won a lot. I'll, tell, I'll tell you that right now. Ma- Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Take the drug, which was certainly a, an in- a cost-intensive yeah. process. So this is the so-called <laughs> Oscars of science. Um, and it's the world's largest international science prize. Uh, and this year awarded, they awarded $15.75 million in total. Uh, the five main sta- stage prizes. So three in life sciences, one in fundamental physics and one in mathematics. We're going to stick with the life sciences ones. Uh, they each won $3 million. And the first prize in life science went to Sabine Hadida, Paul Negulescu and Frederick Van Gore for developing a drug that can impair important protein in patients with CF. Trikafta. Um, I mean, we've talked about Trikafta at length. I think we were all kind of familiar with how it works. Um, they were quoted saying, until our therapies became available, there were no treatments that addressed the underlying cause of CF. CFTR modulators have truly changed the standard of care. For example, this is really cool. Recently published data from the UK showed that children treated with Trikafta between the ages of 12 and 17 would live an average of 82.5 years. Whoa. That's the first time I've ever heard of a stat specifically noting the life expectancy of someone using Trikafta. That's great. You're not that far beyond that. Yeah. I mean, I'm like double, I'm like, I'm like just over double that. Yeah. But when you started taking Trikafta, you were two years younger. That's true. 
also the I mean that's fucking crazy. That's a crazy, crazy stat thing though. Is, the crazy thing is that's it's basically that's your almost it's basically that's full, CF, that's our, full life. Our like, normal life like average life yeah. expectancy that for takes regular people is like eighty something. something. That yeah. takes CF and Kyle and I Kyle and I were actually talking about HIV this morning. Um um it takes CF and moves it into the category of like something like HIV in North America. Yeah. Where like where it was this thing that it no, was like, I mean oh, not quite though, right? Because we still we still have there's still ten percent of people yeah. that can't take I, it. Yes. There's you know there's there's a it's not quite that, but it's like we're getting to that point, right? And right? and it's and it but it's it's almost there where if you have CF, it's almost in most cases yeah. you are going to take a pill, yeah, or pills, and you are going to live. A normal life. Yeah, it's almost manageable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Man, that's so crazy. This is cool too, though. A second Life Sciences Prize was awarded to Carl H. June and Michael Sedilin uh, uh, for the development of chimeric antigen receptor T cell immunotherapy, <clears throat> also known as CAR T, which Super we're going to do a big deep dive into CAR T with Dr. Brian Kaufman in, uh, in a few weeks. Looking forward to that. Can't wait. Uh, this approach modifies the immune cells of patients to target and kill cancer cells, and subsequent developments are showing a, re- a great deal of promise. Research is now looking into preventing tumor recurrence, as well as a possible ways to employ the approach against autoimmune, inflammatory, cardiac, and neurodegenerative uh, diseases. Um, and and then the it? third Life Science Prize went to a group that... Uh, <clears throat> that for their work of identifying risk gene, identifying risk genes for Parkinson's disease. So big heavy hitters in the science world. It's Uh, it's also wild to to think about like how much AI is going to impact these, these fields too. Yeah. Like in particular life sciences. I was, I was thinking this morning I was watching a video about um, DLSS, which is a new deep learning, uh, like rendering way that video games are rendering pixels on a screen. And so, uh, historically, um, pixels have been rendered, which they're like basically calculating what the pixels should look like. Now they're being generated. So like there's no calculations. It's just predictive AI modeling. Right. And in DLSS, uh, seven out of eight pixels on your screen are generated, not rendered. So like the, the game only needs to know what, uh, like, 20% 20% of the pixels should look like less than that, like 15% of what the pixels should look like. And it can predict What's DLSS deep learning. It's a form of not rendering pixels, but generating them. So instead of, instead of like typically, you know, you you're playing a video game and the pixels, every frame have to be rendered. So rendering takes a lot of compute power, but instead with, like as Gen- you're moving around a map and you move your character so to like, look in a new direction, it's got to like render the image in front of you. So like you're, you're familiar with <laughs> like you're getting at. like, you know, like 30 to 60 frames per second. Yeah. So every frame in that second. I'm playing Baldur's Gate at 60. No big deal. Right. So my so PS5 can handle with it. It's DLSS because it's, per, it's generating the pixels instead of rendering them. It can basically give you like five times the quality output. Um, with way less compute power. So like, it's just basically predicting what the game should look like does based on like a require, very small input. Does it also make it easier to make games because the, the game creators don't have to make, don't have to 
create as much because they can rely on the AI no, to generate the rest? It has nothing to do with like creating. It's more so like the power of which. So like, <clears throat> you, know, you know how like um, if you like get like Baldur's Gate and and you're you need like a, a like high performing um, console or computer to be able to play it because it's like such a beautiful game. There's like so many. Yeah, I need a, so I many, need like a powerful machine to be able to wield the 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 magic that is coming from my exactly. half orc paladin uh, to you know to like to to basically to basically buff all of my <laughs> companions so that when we go into the dungeon, we're gonna slay that fucking mm-hmm. dragon. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're and gonna so it slay makes that it, dragon. It basically makes it so that so that so that like Relax, like lower performing <laughs> machines can perform at a higher capacity without yeah. needing the same specs to be able to um to to rent like, to to mm. do the computing. It sounds what's, like what's, that would uh, <coughs> enable like, enable the things that really didn't take off yeah. that well, like um, Google's thing. What's it called? It was Stadia. Google Stadia, uh, Google yeah. I. Google glasses, like cloud, Stadia. like cloud gaming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so Taylor's thing is is like is going slippy, slappy. Uh, 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 ben, uh, fucking one one week. Uh, fucking what is it? The Josh Joshua Jackson, and then yours is uh is uh, giving us a fucking ear beating on AI. What's mine? Um, talking about aliens for sure. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. <laughs> I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. That's us if we fucking presented at that uh, that award ceremony. <clears throat> um, let's uh, let's move on to uh, culinary issues. Sure. Um, favorite type of food? Favorite favorite food? Thai food. Yeah, all right. Favorite probably, food? Yeah, probably Thai or Vietnamese. I'm gonna say Thai food as well. But you might want to reconsider. You might want to find so. a different nationality of food. You're fear mongering. Because <laughs> this is scary <laughs> this stuff. Is Let me tell you, this is scary stuff. What's the deal? Um, What's I mean, the deal? Pad Thai's Pad Thai's great. What's you know? the deal with Thai food? <laughs> but there is a there's a particular dish from Thailand that is. So dangerous, a single bite of it can give you liver cancer. No. Yeah. That sounds uh, Um, not good. uh, The carcinogenic chow is so deadly, it is believed to be responsible for the deaths of a staggering 20,000 people in Thailand every single year. Chow. What is chow? Chow. It's just what you say before you uh, eat it. (laughs) Yeah, you go, chow. (laughs) <laughs> Bye. Uh, now, while it's definitely not the same, uh, uh, not 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 some um, <laughs> not some scran you're likely to see on your local Thai takeaway menu, the dish in question is extremely popular in the Thai province of Khon Kaen. Uh, it's known as koi pla, which is a plate of minced raw fish ground up with herbs, spices, and lemon juice. Uh, lemon juice and is eaten by millions of Thai people, but it is particularly popular in one of the nation's poorest provinces, Isan. Now, I mean, it looks, I mean, it looks like, just like tuna tartare, really. Like, it actually looks, looks good. Looks good. Looks nice. Uh, what's really funny is one of the articles about this, this whole thing had a picture of it, and there was one with, it just, it just had a fly on it. I was <laughs> no, like, of course, come no. on, guys. Um, so it's not actually the fish that causes the, the, the problem for those who eat it. Uh, 
it's a it's a fatal liver cancer. What it is is it's it's a parasitic parasitic flatworm or live flukes that live inside the fish. That gives you cancer? So it is the a parasites fish. are I mean, native to freshwater fish in the Mekong region, leaving ISAN to have the highest reported incidence of colangoio carcinoma. Colangiocarcinoma? Or bile duct cancer in the world uh, due to heavy consumption of the raw fish meal. So you eat it enough, it, it, it's, it's, it just causes bile duct cancer. That's what... Uh, um, Dr. in Thailand, Narang Kuntekio, is currently working to fight against the delicacy after both his parents tragically died from liver cancer after consuming it. Um, so they, they've, they've, like, they've, they've actually put like a big like public health sort of uh, advocacy effort forward to, to ban the dish. And, and, and there's been a massive like revolt. People are just like, fuck you. Well, I mean, like this is not, this is a different thing, but like, especially in the, especially in, in, you know, certain, uh, certain pockets or people who are from like, you know, you know, more poor communities, the access to information is very, can be very poor. Like I remember being in Thailand and Kyle and I were, uh, we were getting dinner one night. And there was a, there was a young woman and she was sitting a couple of tables over from us and she was on the phone and, um, uh, and she was asking her friend, she had, she had been told some recently that cigarettes were bad. And she was like, yeah. she was talking to her friend going, can you believe is this, this? Is this real? Like, yeah, are, are, right, are these? Right. Am I like I? This is the first time. And she, you know, she was in her twenties, yeah. like, <clears> you <throat> know, and she's going. This is, I, I, you know, is this true? Or you know, are these bad for me? Like, and you're going, you know, to 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 us coming from the country that we come from and the socioeconomic background that we come from. It's like that's the thing that you hear when you're five years old. Yeah, you know, cigarettes are bad. Don't smoke. Blah blah. blah. And, um, oh, and so just depending like, depending on the household. Yeah. 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 Totally. But like, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty widespread. I th- I don't think there's anybody, who, I, well, there's very, there's much far fewer, uh, a very, very, I'd say there's a very small percentage of people who are smoking in like Halifax, for example, who aren't aware on some level that what they're, that, that smoking yeah. is bad. For them. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and, and so, and so what I'm saying is that, you know, like, that the access to information to go like yeah. for edu- to be able to educate somebody and go listen the fish that you're eating I get it you like it but like there's a part of this fish when you don't cook it that can kill you like it's it's you know there's a, I think there's parallels to like that lack of information around smoking um, that doctor was joined by scientists and anthropologists and doctors um, they've been testing villagers from that region for four years. And using ultrasound and urine testing kits, the doctors found that as much as 80% of the inhabitants from some of the communities were found to have ingested the deadly parasite. Because it's just, a, it's just, um, cause it's a, it's a not cooking it. Issue. Yeah. And they, and the, and the, and the problem is when you cook the fish, it ruins the taste of the dish. So it's like, <laughs> it's right. like, well, yeah. fuck it, man. I mean, you know, I, I mean the sentiment of like, well, there's lots of ways to die and I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to stop it. I mean, this is, it's the same sentiment that people have of, smoking sure. cigarettes yeah. it's like yeah yeah okay well fuck like uh, maybe i won't get but does it cancer. like yeah. does it 
how quickly does it give you the cancer? Like the article basically sounded like if you eat this once, you'll get cancer. Well, it's, but like, it sounds it's, like I'm guessing it's more it like sounds smoking. like the pair. Well, it, it does sound like the parasite is going to give you cancer a lot quicker than a fucking, you know, th- three packs of cigarettes a day. Would. Yeah. Like heavy smokers, their chances of of getting cancer, the chances increase drastically. But also it's it's typically like that takes time. Whereas I think this parasite, it's like the parasite gets in you and it just starts like the parasite. The parasite's just going cancer. here's yeah, here, yeah, exactly. Like here's we're developing of of some fucking mm. I don't I'll have to look into it. I actually don't know, but but my guess is that it's staggeringly quicker than sounded than by cigarettes. The, I mean twenty thousand people twenty two thousand people a year. Like that's fucking crazy. It is, yeah. All from one single singular parasite. Yeah, like one type of parasite. Yeah. Like that that's a that's wild. Um, so anyway, super interesting. Uh, it makes me want to taste it though. No, no. I bet you it tastes good. I'm sure it does. <laughs> what if you would you taste it if you got a dish and they went, we tested it and it has no parasites? For sure, sure. Why not? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so would I. So would I. Um, let's move on to this week's edition. You got? I've got a. I've got a little uh, throw for what the health this week. Let's oh, nice. go on to this week's edition of. This week's edition of um, so this is the toxic uh, this is the toxic shock story of the century. Also, don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but I feel like I got a sense of what's going on here. Um, a woman's blood was so toxic that it cleared out an entire emergency room. Almost three decades ago, a woman was rushed to hospital following a cardiac arrest. And when the nurse, when a nurse proceeded to take blood sample uh, on arrival, what followed is considered to be a medical mystery to this very day. 31-year-old Gloria Ramirez, known as the toxic lady by media, that's unfortunate, was battling late-stage ovarian cancer when she was brought into Riverside General Hospital in SoCal with heart complications in February of 1994, the New York Times reported. But shortly after, a number of hospital workers became severely ill after coming into contact with her crystal blood. Whoa. Nurses noticed a, worry, a, a weird oily sheen on her body when they removed her shirt to attach the defibrillator in order to shock her heart back into rhythm. A fruity, garlicky fragrance was also noticed by medical staff. And as nurses injected a syringe into Ramirez's arm to draw blood, floating particles that were the color of manila and had an ammonia-like odor were discovered. Suddenly, one of the nurses passed out, and another began struggling to breathe, Whoa. resulting in the hospital's emergency room to be evacuated. Dude, this is like <clears throat> opening scenes to like an X-Men movie. Wait till you hear this. This is the open scene of fucking like X-Files, like a, a, an X-Files fucking episode. In total, 23 medical staff fell ill, and five had to be admitted to the hospital. 45 minutes of CPR and defibrillation later, Ramirez was sadly declared dead. But county officials announcing that she died of heart failure due to to the kidney failure brought on by late-stage cervical cancer. However, some members of staff were in hospital for as long as 10 days, with one person even spending two weeks in the ICU after treating this woman. A hazmat crew had to transport Ramirez's body to an autopsy, and after studying it, studying it further, there was one possible explanation for her mysterious crystal blood. The research team speculated that Ramirez could have been using dimethyl sulfoxide 
to treat the pain that her cancer was causing. The theory suggests that electric shocks from the defibrillator could have converted it into dimethyl sulfate, a highly poisonous and corrosive gas that can kill cells in the mouth, lungs, and eyes. Once the vapor enters the body, it can cause paralysis, delirium, and even convulsions. The treatment could have created dimethyl sulfone, which crystallizes at room temperature in some cases. Although the theory is quite likely and has been endorsed by the Riverside Coroner's Office, Tom DeSantis, the county's coroner's spokesperson, said, there's a chance that the mystery will remain a mystery. But basically, they shocked her, and whatever was in her system went boing, and just like crystallized and turned into like a, 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 a deadly gaseous poison. That is crazy. Well, it didn't crystallize. The crystallization happened later. So the shock... Oh, the room turned, temperature. Yeah, that's right. The shock yeah, yeah. turned it... The shock forced a chemical reaction, which changed its... Which changed it into a different chemical. Yeah. Which then was in, va- was, was in vapor form. Yep. Which then fucking people breathed in. And then, and then when, they drew their, when they drew it out and it cooled, yeah. it turned to crystal. Dude. That's fucking crazy. How bad do you think that would have hurt if she was conscious for that? Probably a lot, guess It'd be like it'd be like the bends times a trillion. Man, wow, that is you know, like wild. You're, you're, all your blood just goes. You know, it's it's like actually like it. when I hear that, I go, "Wow, that's crazy." But then I also think, I mean, we put a ton of shit into our bodies. Yeah, and dildos, fucking butt plugs, totally. You know, like rock glasses, like. Um, you know, chopsticks, like, you know, any number of chopsticks things. in the urethra. I mean, whatever. It's like yeah. any know. number. Yeah. And, and, but, it, but specifically medications, uh, supplements. Blah, oh, blah, blah, right. Blah. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 And, right. and I mean, people are getting shocked back into, they're, they're getting defibrillated. You know, there's, there's, that's probably happening every second somewhere on earth every day. Hmm. Probably. <clears throat> it's, it's kind of shocking that we don't, that there's not more things <clears throat> that, that, under, that, that undergo like yeah. a chemical change when <clears throat> you apply this. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but it's not supposed to apply. I guess it's the electricity, not the heat that's that's forcing it's the electricity, forcing yeah. the change. But it, it, it's still, it's, I think the point stands. Like it's still a surprising. I mean, that, the, that what is that, the what is the thing she was treating herself with? Is like I want to know what that is. But you like, can. What, what was it that turned into the poison? You can. You can dimethyl sulfoxide. You can literally. Like clean your toilet with bleach and pee in it and make chlorine gas. Like it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not what hard to like mix two things together that you're not supposed to and create something that's yeah that's really you just bad. need like you just need that real yellow warning pee. Yeah, guys, full what the of ammonia. Yeah. What is that? Dimethyl sulfoxide is a chemical that dissolves many organic and inorganic substances. Oh, it is available as a prescription drug in a dietary supplement. DMSO helps medicines get through the skin and can affect proteins, carbohydrates, fats, and waters. So she was like smearing this on her body, and that's why she had the oily sort of sheen to her. Yeah, but then it but then it turned into dimethyl sulfate. And dimethyl sulfate is a chemical compound. Uh uh. Dude, is it explosive? Uh, it can, it can it, yeah it, it, no no it's it's so it's like gaseous so if it, if it gets if you burn it 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 creates a a toxic sort of gas um and it's toxic if absorbed through the skin and slightly toxic if inhaled 
interesting. Big yikes. <clears throat> I, yeah, I mean, that's that's fucking wild. Um, the part about this is that, that uh, I mean, I'm, I'm linking everything to aliens this episode, but uh, the... Uh, you link everything to aliens every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. Um, there was a, uh, there were a, very, a very famous, like, you, uh, alien encounter case in Brazil. It's called the Virginia incident and there's like a bunch of people that saw this alien and they went chasing it and it was it was a crash and one one of the one of the people that got there first a first responder handled one of these aliens touched it with his bare hands he died a couple of weeks later and one of the things that they had that witnesses had expressed when they got to the scene and the guy that handled the alien they said that it had a oily exterior and there was a overwhelming smell of ammonia in the air huh and I was like, when I read this, I went, oh, well, they just, they just defibrillated an alien. <laughs> she was just wearing human skin. That's, and the, her, <laughs> that's the logical. I mean, that's it makes all sense, this yeah. bullshit with dimethyl sulfate. <laughs> you yeah, fucking yeah. idiots. No, we should, it's a chemical of non-human origin. <laughs> something, something we should uh, cover yeah. next week, though, is, uh, <clears throat> is just on this note is like, is the people who are consuming bleach tablets in the States to try to like, um, what? Kill COVID and stuff in their bodies. There's like a huge backlog of of orders. Like that this is popping up to... again, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, well, let's let's talk about it next week. I'll put it in the <laughs> yeah. The please do. Well, I wonder what um, I wonder what I, I, I'm assuming. I'm making an assumption that bleach tablets are you know heavily diluted, where like the the bleach content would be would be quite small. Because I mean, otherwise otherwise it's extremely <clears throat> harmful. But like bleach isn't harmful when it's diluted to a certain extent. Like you can take like there are there are indications for bleach baths. Uh yeah, but do you drink your bath water? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I think that's the I think that's the part. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, like, well, I'm sure well, I think bleach on your skin is one thing, but I think when week. you put it up your ass or you or well, you it's drink definitely it. it's definitely it's definitely different. It's definitely Can different. I drink but, but things bleach. enter your body through your skin. Your skin is a porous organ, so you know things well, let's, enter. Let's, I'm sure it's different. Uh, let's see here. Um. It's definitely different. There was a five-year-old kid that died in New Jersey. When lowering concentration household bleach is swallowed, irritation of the mouth, throat, and gastrointestinal tract can occur. Uh, this can result in nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain. Consumption of concentrated bleach products can lead to permanent gastrointestinal <laughs> yeah. damage and may cause, result in death. But, I mean, if it kills your COVID, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, right, guys, I got to go to therapy. All right. Uh, that's it for this week. Um, hope you enjoyed that, folks. And uh, thanks for listening. And listen, if you want to support the podcast, leave a rating and a review wherever you can do that. And uh, come on over to the Discord channel and have some chit chats with us. Lots of chit chats happening over there. And if you want to be a guest on the show, go to sickboypodcast.com, fill out the guest form. Join us on this beautiful Join our cult. Set. Join our cult. Yeah. Please. Um, and thanks as always to the people who help make this show happen. Uh, Rich O'Coin, thanks for the theme music. Jeff Lonis, um, <coughs> thanks for everything you do for us. We love you. Well, that is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. Thanks for the glizzy. <laughs>
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.